0: Hello, I'm Michael Novogradic. It's Tax Credit Tuesday, and that means it's time for another installment of the Novogratik Report on Tax Credits. This podcast is a weekly look at tax credit topics provided by Novogradic Company, LLP, a national accounting and consulting firm. Previous podcasts are archived at novocode.com slash podcast. If you missed a previous discussion, you can download the audio file to your computer or MP3 player, and in just minutes, you can get up to speed on the latest issues in affordable housing, community development, and renewable energy. Or, if you haven't already done so, I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast in iTunes. Instructions for subscribing through iTunes can be found at novacocom podcast beneath the list of previous recordings. Now let's turn our attention to the news of the week. This week we'll examine the federal funding suggestions featured in the Bush administration's final budget proposal for 2009. But first, it's time for an update on the progress of the Economic Stimulus Package. In a disappointing turn for the affordable housing and renewable energy communities, the Senate last Wednesday failed to gain passage of its version of the Economic Stimulus Package. The Senate stimulus proposal would have provided an additional $10 billion of tax-exempt private activity bonds to be used to refinance subprime loans and to provide mortgages for first-time home buyers and for multifamily rental housing. This package would have also extended by one year, through December 31, 2009, the Renewable Energy Production Tax Credit. The Senate defeated the Finance Committee's proposal by a vote of 58 to 41. Following the vote, the architect of the Senate version, Finance Committee Chairman Max Baucus, immediately voiced his disappointment in a prepared statement saying, quote, the Senate, frankly, blew it, close quote. The White House also issued a statement following the defeat, urging the Senate to act quickly on the House measure. On Thursday, the Senate approved an approximately $170 billion economic stimulus package by a vote of 81 to 16. The Senate measure keeps the House passed rebate check amounts, but also gives checks to more than 20 million Social Security beneficiaries and 250,000 handicapped veterans and their widows. Bach has hailed the compromise as a victory. The House followed quickly with its approval of the revised measure by a vote of 380 to 34 and sent the bill to the White House, where George Bush is scheduled to sign it into law tomorrow, Wednesday. Following the measure's passage, Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid indicated that lawmakers likely would do more this year to stimulate the economy. It has been rumored that a second stimulus package would be crafted to include some of the provisions that were stripped in favor of quick passage of the prior economic stimulus package. For example, a provision championed by the National Council of State Housing Agencies to issue additional taxes and mortgage bonds did not survive in the final package, but may appear in a future bill, according to the chairman of the Joint Economic Committee. Democratic Senator Charles Schumer of New York told Reuters that even though some members of the Republican Party opposed changing the bond program, President Bush suggested modifying it to spur economic growth. Schumer said that he and Treasury Secretary Paulson agreed to work together on future bills. As lawmakers continue to consider additional stimulus options, we will keep you updated via email alerts from cpas at novocode.com. If you are not currently receiving these free alerts, just send an email to cpas at and we will sign you up to receive the latest industry news as it happens. You can also check in on the latest news online at www.novoco.com. In the meantime, let's consider what the administration's proposed budget for 2009 holds for the tax credit community. Each year, the President of the United States submits a budget request to Congress for the following October 1 to September 30 fiscal year. The appropriations committees of both houses of Congress then develop budgets that reflect spending priorities of the House and Senate, which often differ. Sometimes quite drastically, from the White House proposal. The House and Senate committees must then reconcile their individual spending plans before sending a final budget measure to the President for approval. Typically, presidents submit the annual budget proposal on the first Monday in February, and this year was no different. On Monday, February 4th, the White House released the final budget of George W. Bush's presidency, proposing a total of approximately $3 trillion in spending for fiscal year 2009. Perhaps the biggest news for the tax credit community in the proposed 2009 budget is the suggestion to extend the New Market Tax Credit. Currently slated to expire at the end of this year, the NMTC would be extended for one year by authorizing a maximum of $3.5 billion dollars of total equity investments for calendar year 2009. This was welcome news to supporters of the New Markets Program after the tax credit extension did not make it into either version of the economic stimulus package considered in Congress. The budget proposal would provide $28.62 million for the CDFI Fund, more than $65 million less than the amount approved for 2008, which is a decrease of approximately 70%. The majority of the funds requested in the 2009 proposed budget are for the administration costs of the existing CDFI Fund programs. On the housing front, the Bush administration's 2009 budget seeks $38.5 billion for the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, which represents a $3.2 billion or 9% increase over the President's proposed budget for fiscal year 2008 and $1 billion more than HUD's current budget authority. Homeownership is again a high priority, and the 2009 budget request again emphasizes the President's goal of creating and preserving an ownership society. In a move that pleased affordable housing advocates, the administration's fiscal year 2009 budget proposes a total of $16 billion in funding for tenant-based rental assistance, including HUD's Housing Choice Voucher Program, $336.3 million more than in 2008. In addition, HUD's budget seeks $7.4 billion in Section 8 project-based rental assistance, including a $400 million advance appropriation to ensure timely payments to owners and and represents nearly $1.2 billion more than last year's request. While some of the proposals in the administration's budget for HUD have won support in the affordable housing community, other suggestions were met with concern. As it has several times in recent years, the administration asked for deep funding cuts in a community development block grant program. Calling for a nearly 18% cut, Meanwhile, HUD pledged to continue to pursue Congressional approval for a new allocation formula that will more effectively target the Community Development Block Grant funding to areas of highest need, which HUD says is often not the case using the current formula. A number of rural housing programs are also targeted for reduction or elimination in the budget plan. Among the rural programs that would receive no funding under the proposal are the Section 515 program that provides loans supporting development of rental housing for very low-income tenants, and USDA's Multifamily Preservation and Revitalization Demonstration Program. The budget plan calls again for the termination of HOPE 6. An annual proposal has been rejected repeatedly by Congress. The HOPE 6 program has considerable support in Congress, and just last month the House approved legislation to improve the program. More information about that measure will be featured in the March issue of the Novogratic Journal of Tax Credit Housing. You can subscribe to the journal using our secure online shopping cart at www.novocode.com slash products. Finally, the President's $25 billion 2009 budget for the Department of Energy represents an increase of more than $1 billion of the 2008 appropriation. However, the proposal does not include any proposals that directly impact the production or investment tax credits for renewable energy. As I noted earlier, this is just the beginning of the process. Hearings have already been held in the, in the Senate and scheduled in the House. We'll continue to keep you updated as the House and Senate budget plans begin to materialize in the coming weeks and months. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's report. Tune in again next Tuesday when we'll discuss the results of a hearing held last week before the Senate Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs regarding regulatory reform for the Housing Government Sponsored Enterprises, or GSEs. We'll also cover next week a summary of the GSE's Litec and bond investments in 2007, as well as discuss the recently announced allocations of tax credit bonds that are available under the Clean Renewable Energy Bonds Program. This is Michael Novogratz, and until next Tuesday, thanks for listening.